It's time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Hey, Thrivers, we are in the middle of a series on the tools for thriving. This is the place where you build your toolbox. We always need some new ideas, some fresh approaches on how to move forward in life and how to thrive. Earlier today, my my son, who is moving out of one apartment into a house as, as a college student, called me and said, hey, I don't have the tools to get the stuff I need out of my old apartment. When you come visit, could you help me with that? He had a couple of things that were screwed in the wall and they just, they didn't have a drill. And it reminded me of how important having that tool is. Now, I have the tool, so I'll go and help my son get that done. But we all need a set of tools in our toolbox that are ready to go when something comes our way in life. That's, that's what we build in. And so as we talk about these tools, remember, they're there to equip you to be ready for you to use. Now, here's the little point about these tools. You have to practice them. You have to get good at using them, and today's tool is like that, because today I'm going to give you a special formula to help you understand how to regain control of your life, how to find some different ways through your life just by thinking about this simple formula. But you have to practice it. It's not enough to have the tools. If I have all the tools I need out in the garage, but when something breaks, I don't know which tool to use, and I don't know how to use it, I'm still stuck. I'm still, I still got something broke. And so remember that these tools are designed for you to use, not just for us to kind of think about and have a cerebral conversation, but for you to access in your daily life. Okay, so the tool today is about responsibility. It's one of my Thrive Principles. If you haven't read my book, The Thrive Principles, go to thethriveprinciples.com and check out that book because in there I have 15 strategies for how to thrive in your life. And one of those strategies is be 100% responsible for your life. That's a tall order, right? Well, it's not as tall as you think. A lot of times people confuse this little uh, idea with be 100% uh, held responsible or at fault. That's, That's what we get stuck on because responsibility is that word that often has been used or or misused in order to kind of point the blame. That's not what we're talking about. So let's talk for a minute about the difference between responsible and fault. Fault is looking for who to point the finger at, who to blame, who did something wrong. Responsible is recognizing that you have responses that you can choose from. You're able to respond. Response-able. That's the word. And so as we talk about it being 100% response-able, to know that you're always able to respond, to choose your response. Remember the last tool we talked about were the things that you have in your control. If you didn't hear that, that was last session's podcast on the three things you can control. And the three things are your aspirations, your attitude, and your actions. The responsibility is looking at those pieces. The responsibility is often in your actions, how you choose to respond. Most of us spend a whole lot of time either doing nothing or reacting to what's going on around us. And there's another option of choosing our response. So that's what the responsibility piece is. It's, it's being able to find the way to choose how you respond. Able to respond. Response able. Think about it this way. Let's say that you're in a house and the house is on fire. And it's burning around you. 
Is this the time to be looking around going, okay, who did this? Who calls this? Who do I blame for this? Or is it at that point the time to say, how can I be responsible to get myself and everybody else out of here? You see, part of what happens in blame is, is always looking backward. Where can I point the finger? Responsibility is always pointing forward. How do I respond to this situation that will move me in a better direction, one that I would prefer to move towards? So as we talk about responsible, we recognize that we, we, we're not looking at blame. There, that you can always look for the causation, but it's much more helpful to decide on the choice going forward. One of my mentors in, in writing is uh, Thomas Leonard. Thomas Leonard was considered to be kind of the father, or at this point, even the grandfather of life coaching as a profession. Thomas Leonard had lots of ideas, and one of his was present perfect. And what he meant by that is that the present moment, this moment right now, where you are right now, is a perfect representation of of everything that's gone on before. He wasn't talking about grammar of some, you know, some tense of present perfect tense. He was talking about that your present right now is a perfect representation of all the things that have happened to you, all of your actions, all of your responses combined to get you to right here. Any change in the past of an event or how you reacted or respond to that event would have you in a different place. If you had been in a different place in time, maybe something wouldn't have happened or something different would have happened. If you had reacted differently to that same event, maybe a different outcome would have happened. Which brings us full circle right to that equation. This equation is one that Jack Canfield has made very popular. Jack and I were talking at a conference a few weeks back, and he was telling me that it actually came from Robert Resnick. Dr. Robert Resnick is the person who passed it on to him. No telling where it came from that. It doesn't really matter because the idea is this tool is powerful for you to use. I learned it from Jack, and so I pass it on to you as one way of understanding the pieces of the puzzle in your life and how to build a thriving life. This is the responsibility formula. So if you've got a piece of paper, I want you to write down this formula. Now, trust me, we're not going back to algebra. I'm not going to make you kind of solve the equation. Here is the formula, very simply. E plus R equals O. E plus R equals O. Okay, so let's go through one piece at a time. The E. E is the event. Events are always the external things to our lives, the things that we don't have control over, the things that happen to us, even though we don't have any choice about it. So think about anything that comes into your life that you didn't expect. Maybe uh, somebody takes some action that you weren't expecting, or or maybe there's a natural disaster or some world event that uh, comes your way. Those are all events. You didn't cause them right? You didn't create that. You didn't cause that driver to swerve in front of you. You didn't cause the illness that comes your way. Now, you may have had contributing factors in that, and, and that's true in all of this. There are always contributing factors, which we'll talk about in a minute, but we don't cause those things. We don't cause, uh, as individuals, uh, global collapses in the economy like happened a few years ago, and we don't cause those pieces. They are external to us. A spouse comes to you and says, I want a divorce. You didn't cause that, that event to happen. Maybe you had some contributing factors to it, but that person chose that. Some other event happens. You know, there's a fire in your house that just kind of broke out from lightning strike. You didn't cause that. So the question is, what do you do about that? 
a lot of times we get stuck thinking that the event is it. And I'll get to that in just a minute. So event E are all the external events over which you cannot directly control. Remember last week we were talking about those, what you can't control. This is, this is all the pieces in that area. R equals your response. And, and in this situation, it's important to notice its response. Now, whatever you do, your, your own actions at this point, we'll, we'll throw in that R. So response is sometimes a reaction because this equation isn't always positive. Sometimes we make a bad R. We make a bad reaction. Spouse comes in and says, I'm not happy, and we explode, and they say, see, this is what I'm talking about, and they immediately pack up and move out. That's a bad R. That's a reaction. As opposed to somebody saying, ooh, I'm so sorry. I've realized that we're not as connected. Let's work on that. Let's see if we can get that changed. That's a, a response, choosing a response. So we have this R that's standing on how we choose to act given what's going on. But the R can also be how we just kind of automatically react without thinking about it. R is response or reaction. The important thing is we want to get to the place where we're claiming that R. So R is response. And then there's the O, and that's the outcome. What happens at the end of that? Here's the thing. A lot of times people believe E equals O. In other words, whatever the event is, there's nothing I can do about it. We're kind of fatalistic about it. It's just going to lead to there. That's a possibility. And some people think too much of their own response, that they somehow should be able to control and make anything happen. R also does not equal O. So the front of the equation are two pieces. The event plus our response equals the outcome. It's kind of like a mathematical formula. If you think about math, 2 plus 3 always equals 5. We can do lots of things trying to change that, but 2 plus 3 always equals 5. It's the same kind of math that goes into this formula. So sometimes you want a different outcome. You know you've got to change that second number. So 2 is just what is, what's happened. 3 is your response. If you want a different 5, if you want something different than that, let's say you want 7 instead of 5. Well, 2 is always going to be there because you don't have any control over the 2. But then you have to change that second piece to five, figure out a different way of responding in order to change the outcome. So one way to understand this equation is if you want a different outcome, you have to change your response. If you have events that are always happening in your life and you want the outcome to be different, you have to change your response to get that. Or it's possible that the event changes and you want the same outcome. Let's say that you have been making a good living and suddenly the economy changes. Therefore, your outcome, your, what you make, on, make in the world, what your income is, has changed. And you want it to go back to the same thing. You have to change your response. So if you want the same outcome, you have to sometimes change your response because of what's happened in the events. If you want a different outcome, then you change your response because of what the events have been. You want a different outcome. Either way, you're tweaking your response. If you want exactly what you're getting, the same events happen, and you love the outcome, you keep doing exactly what you've been doing, and you will get that. 2 plus 3 always equals 5. But if you change any of those first two numbers, it changes that last number. If you want it to always be 5, you have to regulate your own change in order to get there. E plus R equals O. 
sometimes we like to pretend that it's not this, the case. You know, that's kind of the fatalism that a lot of people live. There's nothing I can do. You know, what's going to happen is going to happen. I'll just have to live with it. But that's not necessarily what this equation points to. It adds, helps us to remember that, that what we add into the situation can transform things and allows us to make a change. So there are two ways that we can use this formula. One is to recognize that some people are always going to blame the event. People, some people are always going to point their finger at the event and say, see, that's why I can't get ahead. Great stories have been told about the Great Depression and the people who made their big dollars. You know, some of the biggest wealthy families made their money out of the Depression. They saw the opportunities in the Depression. Now, some people might criticize what they did, but they saw the opportunities. While lots of other people saw no other opportunities and said, there's nothing I can do. I've just got to live with that. We've just come through the Great Recession. And during that Great Recession, some people were saying, look at the opportunities available. Other people were saying, there's nothing I can do. I'm stuck with that. Same events, different outcomes, because some people just pointed and said, there's nothing I can do. I've seen this in my work with individuals and couples. I've seen couples where maybe one person has decided that things just aren't working and the other person in some situations says, see, there's nothing I can do. I give up. I walk away. While others have said, you know what? This is a wake-up call. This is my chance to change how I am in the equation. I'm not asking my spouse to change. I'm realizing I needed to change. Notice the difference in that. Some people saw the opportunity in the events. This is a wake-up call for me. A number of years back, I had an illness. I've talked about this openly many times. And that illness, I could have said, well, that's it for me. There's nothing I can do. But I used that as a trigger point to transform my life. Now, I, I, I was fortunate. My body healed and I got better. But I used that opportunity for what I call bonus time to say I'm serious about this. I'm serious about the rest of my life. I have bonus time that I didn't know I was going to have. I'm going to transform how I take care of myself. I'm going to transform how I do my work so that I can make a difference in people's lives. And for me, that was looking at the event and deciding a different response. Many of you have heard me tell the story about my childhood friend uh, who recently died from ALS. Um, Nelson left a legacy. The outcome was already determined. When he was diagnosed, the event of his diagnosis, the outcome was already set. How he went through the rest of that and how he continued to, to move forward in, in his own life and to move the lives of others forward was his response. He chose how he was going to live the last year of his life in amazing ways that transformed many people and allowed him to, to complete things and to, to say goodbye. That's his choice of response. And this is an important thing. Sometimes the outcome is unavoidable, but how that outcome manifests itself, how we go through and get to that final point, that's a different thing. There's one sure thing about life. Some people say taxes, but many people have learned that they can figure out a way around that. But there is one sure thing about life. We're going to die. 
And so the question is, that's, if that's the final outcome, how are we going to live between here and there? How is our response to the events that come up in our lives that determine how we find meaning and purpose and how we make a difference in the world? That's all based in that R. And that's the place where the equation is magic. The event we can't do anything about. But the magic is in the R, our choice of response. The importance of this equation is to be able to always be asking, am I responding the way I want to? The event is there. How do I choose to respond based on that? The nice thing about this formula is it reminds us that we have a part in the equation. It pulls us back into the equation. E does not equal O. Now, if you're on the other side where you, you think that you know, maybe you have more power to, to make all your choices in life, it's a reminder that R does not equal O. E plus R equals O. The event, the external piece, is going to happen. Our choice is how we respond to those events to change the outcome. Remember this formula. Make it on a card. Stick it on your desk. And Whenever there is an event, something external to you, something you don't have any control over, remember the next piece of the equation. Remember to step into that next piece and grasp the R and choose your response to it. That's what determines the outcome. If this has been helpful and you're thinking, maybe I do need those Thrive Principles, please visit thethriveprinciples.com, thethriveprinciples.com, and check out my book, how, the Thrive Principles book on 15 strategies for how to build a thriving life no matter what happens in life. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best for a thriving life. listening to the Thriveology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thriveology.com or at thriveologymagazine.com. Remember that Thriveology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it.